and welcome to the Creative Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Van Doren, and in this podcast, I talk with some of the most creative and inspiring people that I know. From hearing about their process to what holds them back from creating, routines and rituals, to the intersection between creativity and spirituality, you'll hear from writers, actors, singers, dancers, musicians, painters, multi-passionate creatives, and anyone else who considers themselves a creative soul. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Creative Soul Podcast. I am so honored to bring to you my guest today, Christina Sutra. Christina is an artist. She paints heavenly, divine paintings. She is a mother to three children, a wife, and she helps women rewild themselves. I've been following Christina on social media for maybe about a year now, and I am so struck by her authentic expression of herself and just the way that she so vulnerably and honestly shares. It's just so refreshing. We talk a lot in this episode about how to be authentic on social media and her views on that and really getting into the topic of the art of receiving and sensuality as a practice of receiving. And I've been thinking about creativity and sensuality and how they work in tandem with each other. They do this beautiful dance of working with one another. And the more that we are sensual, the more that we experience life through the senses, the more that we pay attention to our life, uh, that is when we receive. And that is where creativity um, comes from and the expression of creativity. So you'll hear a lot about that in this episode. We also talk about the power of gratitude and what that does to us and the value of dreaming. I also want to say for listening to this episode when it comes out, uh, Discover Your Creative Soul, my six-week journey to uncover your next creative idea is starting on April 6th. So you just have a few more days to sign up. If you've been thinking about joining this first cohort, then definitely check it out on my website. I'm so excited about the beautiful people that have already said yes to this journey. And I just think it's such a cool thing to be able to curate this group and feel into each other's energies and really just watch you become creative and sensual and artists of your own lives. And so if you want to check more of that out, check out my website uh, and then also check out Christina and her amazing artwork. I'll put all of her stuff on the show notes. But for now, enjoy this episode with Christina. Hi, Christina. Thank you so much for coming on the Creative Soul podcast. So excited to be here with you. Thank you. So the first question that I ask everyone when they come on is, what is currently fueling your creative soul? Oh, what is currently fueling my creative soul right now is powerful authenticity. Mm. Um, Just being really transparent with my own journey and just sharing. I find a lot of power in that. It creates this beautiful sense of connection with other people because they really receive you as, you know, this other human with a human journey and not on this like crazy pedestal Mm -hmm. that can happen with social media. I feel like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's something that I love so much about your work. And that's, what's really drawn me into your journey is that you are so transparent and it's so relatable. And like, we see the ups and the downs and I think that's beautiful. So 
where, like, how have you discovered that? Have you always been like that? Is that a comfortable thing for you to do? Or how have you, what has your journey been like with that? I think it's been just a journey of like discovering who we are, you know, who we truly are and kind of like navigating like what no longer serves us and like, okay, well, I'm not going to do that behavior anymore. Like I'm going to be more, it's really just like realizing there's so much power in being honest with people Mm -hmm. and, and just showing them like the realities without, you know, playing the victim. I think that's like a fine line that we can kind of navigate with sharing our reality. And so I just love that, you know, like really connecting with people on such a, like, a real level, you know, and that's been, you know, it's really allowed me to cultivate friendships and and business relationships in my life because they get to see who I am. You know what I mean? And that is so powerful because I know when we operate in this like business mindset and stuff, we, we don't want to work with people we don't like to be around. And so when you get to really share who you truly are, then you naturally magnetize and you naturally attract those people in your life who kind of just get it. They just get you. You you don't have to sit here explaining all this stuff. Like you just kind of communicate on an energetic level of like, okay, this is what I'm about. Like, this is what I'm not about. And Mm. I think that's been really a gift in my own life of having those relationships in my life. And it's kind of a double-edged sword because when you are, truthful about who you are and your journey and stuff it's not always received by by everyone in a great way and so you'll find that sometimes relationships that you had or friendships you had no longer they just no longer want to be a part of your life and I think there's a lot of beauty and and radical acceptance of that fact and and honoring that instead of a lot of times we're like oh well you suck you know and it's like no actually like everything is divine divinely purposed and so people falling out of your life it's natural and maybe that's for their highest good maybe that's for your highest good mm-hmm. and being able to like not judge that and and i just think that's so powerful you know and i but i've just seen the magic of that in my life uh, and just having beautiful friendships of that unspoken connection you know yeah that's such a beautiful reminder of like coming at it from a place of it's in our highest good instead of a place of lack or like a place of ego of like, well, if you don't like me, you know, what am I going to do about that? But instead it's like, no, we all have our path to walk. And if you're not part of my path now, then that's beautiful. I let it go. So remembering that Mm -hmm. part of it is really important. I'm super curious how your social media journey started. Like when did you start sharing? Were you just sharing art? And I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. That's an awesome question. I love to share that part just because whenever you have kind of a following on social media, people are like, well, how did you get there? And I think that's super cool because we don't just wake up to that one day randomly. Right. And so it really started with me after the birth of my daughter and I went through a postpartum depression pretty bad. I was a military spouse, so we were not anywhere near family. I was newly married to a soldier, you know, and I lived in a new state where weed wasn't legal. And at the time, like I liked to smoke. And so that was like a huge, like lifestyle shift. And so just all these things. And I found myself in this like depression and I often wanted to like run away from my house because I was so upset about just everything. It felt like everything was just so hard. And finally, I just, I found yoga and I I started practicing yoga 
on the side. And it, I noticed like every day that I'd sit down to practice, I'd get a little bit better. I'd get a little bit more flexible. I'd get a little bit more present. And I realized like, I get to do this every day and kind of make it part of my lifestyle. I don't even think I was conscious of the fact of what I was doing in the moment, but it felt good. It, it felt better than being miserable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so gradually I just kept at it. I kept doing yoga and then my children would come do yoga with me. And I started recording it and like, sharing it and it was just so fun and natural and people not you know when you do it from an authentic place people just naturally come in your life that's why it's like we can't force things like that's one life lesson that I've learned so deeply it's like the more you try to force something the more you are resistant to it you know in every area it feels like and so I would just share that you know and other people like moms and other women would gravitate towards that. And it was like just this compound effect, you know, just keep showing up every day, keep sharing the the ins and outs of your life, you know, and people were just able to relate, you know, and then after the yoga, I started dipping my toes back into art. And so, you know, like, I think we're all artists, like we're all innately talented in different ways. And we get, you know, it's such a broad thing to be an artist, but I really started tapping back into that creativity. And it started with a notebook and I just carried this notebook around and I got, what do you call it? Like colored pens and colored pencils, you know? And I, I kind of made it like this fun ritual where I'm like, I carry my art supplies around everywhere I go. And like, I just, I don't know. It's so cute. I just remember like how cute I felt like carrying my art supplies around with my kid, you know, (laughs) you know, it gradually like shifted into like painting on canvas. And then like, before I knew it, there was like canvases painted all over the place in my room. And it literally became a room, an empty room into an art studio before my very eyes. You know what I mean? And, and it just was a natural progression. and, And I just kept sharing that. And you know, share my pictures and then other people would like share them. Or I had one art studio page with like 1 million followers share my stuff once like years ago. And I remember like I gained like 5,000 followers in a day. It was crazy. I was like, oh my God, like the the potential is truly limitless, you know? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's tricky because like, we don't ever want to get stuck in thinking like we're not growing enough or like I'm not doing it right or like whatever there's just so much to be said about trusting the, the timing of your life and just everything as it is and recognizing that abundance comes in your life in so many different ways. I think we're hyper-focused on the money aspect sometimes. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, I'm not abundant if I don't have this stream of income or whatever. It's like, start with looking at all the ways you are abundant, you know, mm-hmm. and start there. And that will really get you in this like beautiful receiving frequency, I think, mm-hmm. of being able to truly receive because that's an art form in itself of being open to receiving, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I'm so glad you just said that. Well, first of all, I didn't know that you came back to art later in life. I kind of just assumed that you'd been creating your whole life. And so uh, will you talk more about like, did you leave it for a couple of years? Did you do it as a child? Like, or you just found it as an adult and decided that it was one of your passions. I did it as a kid, you know, in, in college and I was did community college in high school. It was called Running Start. So I was like, you know, in college classes in my senior and junior year in high school. And I took a art class and I failed it. And I took it again because I needed it to, to graduate and I failed it again. And I was like, oh my God, you know, and I don't remember how I worked it out. I think maybe I took like a different course. I can't even remember, but I do remember failing that art class twice. 
And, but I wasn't the only one that failed. I think he failed a lot of people. He's kind of <laughs> art snob, you know? Yeah, totally. But I think that's so cool. That gets to be part of my story that I failed art twice. And now it's like, you know. And now you're an artist for a living. That's amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I think we just go through phases in life, you know, where we kind of fall off track of certain things. And again, I think it's all divinely purposed just because other things become more important. Maybe you have to get to a point where you like, it's like a dark night of the soul and you like really find who you truly are and what you truly want. And yeah. So I like, when I was younger, like teenage years, like, but old, like 19, I lived in an art studio with a, like an ex-boyfriend or a boyfriend at the time. He was actually a drug dealer. <laughs> and like, I remember I used to make clothes and like sew my own clothes and like paint. And like, I was a DJ for a while, like right next door at this place called The Loft. I was even 21. I worked in this bar. <laughs> I thought I was so cool. You know, I was like, oh, I get to be a DJ. And so, but my whole path shifted when like we got robbed and like at gunpoint. And I was like, I cannot be a part of this relationship anymore. Like I already didn't want to be there, but I felt like I had to because I couldn't afford my own place. Mm. I feel like a lot of women are in a situation where like, it's hard to survive on your own as a woman, like just on your own. Like I always had to have a roommate or a boyfriend or somebody, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. So I was working at a coffee shop later on and then I met my husband and it was kind of like that instant attraction. Like, Oh my God, who's this guy? Like, I have to know this guy, you know? And so, yeah, I met Ashton, which is my husband now. And at the time I was really just focused on making money at the coffee shop. And I was like, not really into my art right then. And then we got married and like my focus was like kids and everything. So it was just like a span of like five to seven years there where I was just like not tapped into art at all. But Mm -hmm. I think that was so beautiful just because, you know, everything happens for a reason, you know? Totally. Yeah. I'm really glad you said that like there are different phases and it's all in divine timing because, you know, one phase might be the child rearing phase and the other phase might be the entrepreneurial phase or whatever it is, but it's like it's all perfect how it happens. And it's like everyone's path is their own unique path and it doesn't have to look like anyone else's. Something you said about receiving and I pulled this quote from your Twitter because you have amazing quotes on your Twitter. I love it so much. And one of it was sensuality is the art of receiving. And so I love that because I think sensuality is everything and, and it's not, yeah. So will you talk a little bit more about how sensuality is the art of receiving? Oh man, I find so much power in embracing our sensual nature. And it's almost like an act of rebellion in itself to embrace that part of you because, you know, we're kind of conditioned to like be shamed or guilted around our sexuality and our sensuality and like getting to experience that. And maybe, and to really express that too is like a whole nother thing. Right. And it's really like, you know, the masculine energies and feminine energies, the masculine is like a go-getter and they're structured and all this, but the feminine essence is about receiving. It's like, when I think of feminine energy, I think of a rose blooming, like it does it slowly, you know, and it's, it has to feel safe and it has to feel supported. And like, it's like, you know, just receiving is the art form, you know, and sensuality really gets you in this, when you're like embracing your sensuality, it becomes kind of like a lifestyle transformation in a way where you really value yourself. You, you appreciate yourself. Mm-hmm. You see the value in, in like what you bring just by existing, just by being who you are. And, you know, that really ties into the art of receiving because 
a lot of times we ask for things, but then for instance, you get a compliment and what do you do? A lot of women, oh no, you're beautiful. Oh no, this, oh no. Oh, well, you know, it's the filter. Oh no, it's, you know, the makeup, whatever. It's like a lot of us can't even receive a compliment, you know, but at the same time we're asking, oh, I want this in life and I want this. But if we're not open to receiving, we're going to be asking forever. You know what I mean? (laughs) I got chills right now. So powerful. (laughs) That's so powerful. Yeah. Uh And so I just found that the more that I embrace my sensuality, I really get to be in that feminine energy where I can, you know, be rewarded in a way for just being for just, you know, tapping into like who I am at a soul level at a core level and, and really appreciating what is already there. I feel like a lot of us we're we're constantly striving. We're like, if I get this job, I'll be happy. If I make this money, I'll be happy. And sensuality brings it back to the now moment where look in the mirror, look at you, look at your beautiful body, no matter what it looks like, it's carrying you through life and connect to that. And it all ties into, you know, appreciation and gratitude for what you already are. Mm -hmm. And that just sets the beautiful foundation for you to like blossom, you know? Oh, I'm so glad I asked that because that's so beautiful and such a great reminder that it's like, it's about the present moment. It's about returning to the present moment. It's about being grateful for everything that is and knowing that you don't have to do anything else. Like you are enough exactly as you are in the moment. And I, I see this thread of sensuality in your artwork and I'm super curious, like what inspires your beautiful art and what your process looks like. Cause I feel like that probably plays into it. I, I don't know. I have chills when, with that question. That's so awesome. I love to talk about the art piece I find a lot of inspiration from like feminine energy I mean masculine and and feminine energy are both so beautiful but in art I you know feminine energy and and women have been celebrated in art since the dawn of time Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure one of the first art pieces was a sculpture of a woman that was ever found you know and the just the hourglass shape or like the voluptuousness of women I've always been attracted to and since I'm kind of like a small framed woman I, I've kind of always like really appreciated that voluptuousness in women and like just their like beautiful, I don't even know how to say voluptuousness is like the only thing I can think of. And it just really inspires me because they, women, like those kind of women, I mean, all women are beautiful, but the voluptuous figures with like big hips and big butts and big breasts, you know, it's like, they're literally taking up space and they are beautiful and they get to take up space. They get to be who they are without apology and they're celebrated because of it, you know, and they're, they're celebrated in art and they're celebrated in, in statues and stuff. And in our current reality, I feel like, you know, we're, (laughs) there's so much culture around like dieting and, 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 you know, lip injections and hair extensions and all this stuff, which is everything is whatever you want it to be. You can have fun with that, but real really realizing that your authentic self is what's beautiful your your body that you have already is already beautiful like if you have stretch marks those are beautiful and I love how art really celebrates that you know I've you know you've seen like photography that's like hyper focused on the art of how the like what do you call it stretch mark looks right Mm. and really celebrating that uniqueness that is you you know And my process when I go to a canvas to like make art, 
I really try to get rid of any preconceived ideas that I have. I let go of expectation because I found in my personal experience that when I approach a canvas and I think it's supposed to look a certain way, or I have this preconceived idea of what it's supposed to look like, then I get disappointed. Like in life, when we have set expectations, we're going to get disappointed. So like being able to be fluid and relaxed with our expectations in art and in life is so helpful. I mean, it's good to have goals and a vision, but you know, being relaxed in how we expect them to show up, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And when I do that with art, I find that spirit like just comes through me to on the canvas. It's so much more than I could have ever imagined because, you know, maybe I let my hand go crazy with the drawing and the figure and stuff. And at the end, when it's all done, I, I like take a step back and look at it. I'm like, wow, like it's abstract looking. It's, it's not perfect. And it's beautiful because it's not perfect. You know, that's, what's so intriguing about it. You could keep looking at it because there are lines everywhere, or there are smudges here or, and it's like, wow, what a beautiful reflection of our own selves. You know, like maybe our boobs are saggy after like breastfeeding children that's freaking amazing. Like you did that. You literally brought life into this world and, and nourished them. Like it's, it's so powerful to just be in that pure state of appreciation for all that is and not needing to change anything, not needing to fix anything, not needing to have it a certain way. Mm. That is yeah. so beautiful. And like that piece about art reflecting life and life reflecting art, just as we need to surrender expectations, surrender to the outcome that is when like true divine inspiration comes through us. And so I love that you've been able to, you, that you've been able to do that with your art and give yourself permission. Cause I think that's what blocks a lot of creatives and especially creative women, like that piece about, you know, caring what we look like or caring what, what people will think about us, like that you've been able to move through that and embody that so beautifully. So just thank you for being that mirror and that example for us. Thank you so much. I don't know why it just popped into my mind, but years ago I shared this picture which is funny because you never know what's going to go quote unquote viral. But I shared this picture where I had like completely disheveled hair. I was in this funky looking coat. I had a joint in my mouth and I was like, had a thumbs up and I like took a picture and I was like, yeah, I coach women on how to be their authentic self. And it was like, I had some crazy amount of likes and shares. And I was just like, wow, like you just never know when you just show up without any kind of expectation, you don't have any agenda you're just sharing from a pure place. People really receive that. It's like an energetic communication that's unspoken. And the more that we can tap into that and releasing expectation, the more we just create freedom for ourselves, mentally, spiritually, business-wise. Yeah. Yeah. How freeing it is just to be exactly who we are without having to change anything just showing up exactly who we are in the moment that's so important which is so needed because social media can be such a hard like a hard place to be in I know a lot of people are like I'm getting off social media it's too hard it's it makes me feel bad about myself and stuff and when you have people that show up and and they're not all perfect they're not only sharing their wins they're not only sharing their six-figure business like they're real people you know it it create it maintains that connection for people who would otherwise otherwise just want to run away from social media because truly social media has so much to offer so much more insight and, and connectivity that comes with it. But again, it's a double-edged sword, you know? Yeah. Are there times that you felt like giving up on social media? Briefly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm super passionate about 
like I'm really motivated and ambitious to like make my business work. I mean, I have like multiple things going on, but I really, I just, I don't ever want to run away from it to the point where like, I just want to quit everything. No, there have been times where I've gotten like hateful messages and it kind of messes with my self-esteem for like a few minutes, <laughs> but I'm kind of grateful in a weird way that that happens because it just makes me more resilient and really refined on like, who am I? Okay. It doesn't really matter what other people say, does it? It matters how I feel about myself at the core. And that's what I get to carry through life in general. So in a weird way, I get to thank those people who are, are, you know, maybe giving me energy that's not super great because I just get to become even more clear on who I really am. Mm, yeah, that's beautiful. What kind of spiritual practices do you do or is creativity your spiritual practice? Like what kind of rituals do you incorporate in your life that allow you to stay grounded and connected gratitude is a ritual for me a lot of times when I find myself in kind of low energy or I'm like having a lot of self-doubt or I just I maybe I see a reflection out in the world that like is something I wish I had and it kind of triggers me I really bring it back to gratitude and appreciation which you know everything serves a purpose when you're feeling negative emotion that's okay but I really like to shift my energy if I can, just because nobody likes to feel like crapola, right? <laughs> you know, but I just bring it to gratitude and I look around and I look at my children, I look at my relationships and I look at my own self and my own mind, my consciousness. And I just get in this state of, of gratitude. Like, wow, I, I got to wake up today. How could I complain about anything? Like I literally got to wake up today. I get to experience life today. I have these beautiful children that are like happy running around my house, you know, and I have laundry to do and just bringing it back to, wow, like this, this could all be gone in an instant. Like I'm going to appreciate it now. I'm going to appreciate my life now. I'm going to appreciate the fact that I'm even awake and, and conscious. And so that's really a huge practice for me. And another one is like Oracle cards. I really love, they just kind of, they seem to bring always like the perfect message, you know? And so I definitely like to do that in the morning. I wake up and I come in my art studio, which is like everything. It's like a meditation place. It's a, it's a dance studio. It's an art studio, but I like to come in here and sit in the, in the morning, usually before my kids are awake. And sometimes I'll pull cards. Other times I'll just sit and meditate. Um, with music, sometimes without music, and really tap into the the higher realms of existence that really make everything possible. And I feel like when you're connected to something bigger than you, you have this resilience and this this sense of purpose that's that keeps you going. Because if it's just about us, if it's just about the job, if it's just about the the accomplishment, what happens when you get it? Then what? What happens when you get the job? What happens when you make the money? So what, you know, it's yeah. like, what is actually motivating us? What do we actually want? It's not just the money, is it? It's, it's the sense of feeling that you feel. It's how you feel. That's what you really want. And what is that all about? It's connection, connection to something bigger than you connection, that your life is meaningful and that you have some magic to bring that you know, is unique and powerful. Thank you. Yeah. That's so, again, just such a beautiful reminder because it's so easy to forget that in the mundane of the day to day, but to really bring it back to like how freaking lucky we are to be here right now. And to just keep reminding mm -hmm. yourself that because it's truly a miracle. We're truly a miracle. Like truly mm -hmm. can't, can't say that enough. I'd love to get into 
your cannabis journey, because I'm, that's something that I, I've been super curious about. I'm like a baby cannabis user, but I'm curious, like, what is the connection between cannabis and creativity? And if it fuels creativity, inspires creativity, if you're using it mindfully, or when can it like be not great for your creativity? So I'm super curious for you, like, have you used it in your creative practice? Has it helped your creativity? What has like your journey been like with that? Because I know you recently like did a 30 day free of cannabis. You were cannabis free for 30 days. And so just talk a little bit about that journey. Okay. Yeah. You know, I've actually been connected with cannabis since my teen years. I've kind of been like a lifelong smoker. And so, you know, I've always kind of used it as like a way to relax or a way to get inspired or whatever. And I think intention is super powerful when we use it because if we're lighting up with the intention, this is going to help me be creative, then it probably will help you be creative, you know? And so, but I feel like I was getting to a point where I was overusing it. I was like doing concentrate, like smoking concentrate. So it's super potent. And it, it was just kind of, it wasn't serving me anymore in that way because I was abusing it. You know, it, it has such magical energy, you know, cannabis is like truly amazing. But again, the intention, you know, I was doing it without intention. I was just abusing it. And so I was like, okay, you know, let me just see. I've never in my life intentionally taken a break. It's always been because I had to or whatever. And so I just decided like 30 days, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And the first three days I was so nauseous. It felt like pregnancy all over again. Cause I like when I'm pregnant, I have super bad nausea, like the entire time, but the first three days were like that. And I was like, oh my God, it'd be so easy to just smoke and get rid of this feeling. But as a like way of commitment to myself, I was like, I'm going to see this through. And on day four, it was gone. The nausea was gone, thankfully. And I started dreaming again. I mean, maybe I was dreaming the whole time, but when I was smoke cannabis, like I'd never remember my dreams ever. And when I stopped cannabis, I started having beautiful dreams, like vivid dreams. And that's actually been reported in the research. Like if you stop cannabis, your dreams become even more vivid because it's like you've been lacking this whole time kind of, and your brain is like really like sparking up in that way. But I just started having dreams and I realized how valuable my dream time is for me. And that's not for everybody. Some people smoke and they still have vivid dreams. It's everybody's so different. But for me personally, I just love my dream time so much that I'm still committing to not smoking right now. Although after that 30 day challenge of the cannabis free, I did start smoking again. I had a friend over and she was smoking. I was like, I'll smoke with you. And now I'm on again, day two of no smoking. And already last night I had dreams again. And I'm just like that, that alone, that fact that I get to remember my dreams motivates me to not smoke right now. And so I honor everybody's journey. I mean, if they smoke, that's beautiful. Like that's what works for them. But me personally, like I want my dreams. I I find a lot of value and meaning in our dreams. And from like a shamanic aspect, our dreams really help us with like this divine insight of like, what do they mean? What is this communicating to you? In some indigenous cultures, they have circles where they literally talk about their dreams and, and how to utilize that information on their life path. They're that powerful, that meaningful. And so that's just one of my biggest inspirations to like not smoke right now, but it can be super inspiring just like to smoke. It just makes you more relaxed. It makes you more, you know, have less expectation kind of in the free flow. Like, I don't really care what happens. So 
it's yeah, again, comes back to intention, you know, how you're using it. But I, I, I personally love the act of smoking itself. So mm. if I really get the craving to smoke, I'm just going to smoke like CBD joints or something. Yeah. I, yeah. But, I'm curious how that's impacted your, like, I guess with the dreams, it's like, does that fuel your creativity in any way? Mm-hmm. And I guess I think having vivid dreams probably does. And that's so beautiful that like, you're able to tap into that dream world. And I love what you said that your dream time is so important because I don't think you hear people talking about that, which I think is so beautiful of like, yeah, not just having rest and sleeping, but like your dream time, you're like, you're opening yourself up to new worlds. You're engaging your imagination and like, you're literally entering new realms. And so I'm curious if, if you found that translate in your art or if, if not really. One time I had an energetic healing session with this beautiful woman. Her name's Caroline. She's Celestial Terrine on Instagram. Ooh, okay. She did some energy healing through Zoom with me. And I had been not smoking for like two weeks, probably. And after that session, I went to bed and I had what was it? I don't even think it was a dream. It felt like a visitation um, of these beings that were just like, just like light beings. They were just, it was so incredible. I like in my vision, it felt there was, I, I was at my house. It was so real. And I was next to my husband and I look up out of my window and there's literally a UFO like vibrating. Like it wasn't even a physical object, but it was like vibrating colors and lights. And it was like, I could tell it was communicating to me. And then I, you know, in the dream, I, you know, I saw that and I was like, oh my God, do you see that? And Ashton's like, no, what are you talking about? And then I was all disappointed because he couldn't see it. And then later on, it's like the actual beings like connected with me and in this dream or this vision, whatever it was, I experienced these three energetic beings and I look up and all I feel is like pure unconditional love and connectivity mm-hmm. and radiance and all I heard in the dream was I'm here and I look up and I like try to grab their hand and I started floating up and that's when I woke up and when I woke up I was my hands were like above my head like stuck I was I had tears dried on my face and I I felt like there was a presence in my room like when I woke up it was like 4 a.m and it wasn't scary like it wasn't scary that's the big thing like a lot of people like oh my god that's so scary it wasn't the presence was It was so captivating and so like, I don't even know the word, just like I was just in complete awe of the whole experience. And (laughs) ever since then, I'm like, please do that again. Like, I would love to experience that again. And that's another reason I want to stay committed to not smoking just for me personally, because I was never able to have visions or experiences like that when I was smoking. Mm -hmm. And it's only until I committed to not, you know, smoking for me personally, that I started having these profound spiritual experiences. And so I created art from that experience. It's on my Instagram of like what I actually saw. And it's got the UFO in the picture and the beings and everything. And I know a lot of people probably think that's weird and stuff, and that's okay. They can think that, but for me, it's something I'll remember for the rest of my life. And is I treasure that experience so much. That is so beautiful. That's like an experience that I've always wished that I could have. But I mean, it's like, it happens to you when you least expect it and whatever people want to believe. I mean, I feel like you were visited and that's just like so powerful and speaks to how, yeah, our dream time, like, you know, could be a perceived reality or could be 
you know, opening yourself up to something out there that's beyond what, like what we can imagine. So that's Mm -hmm. like so powerful. Yeah. What got me to stop smoking in the first place was I read in a book and I heard it on somewhere else on Instagram. So it was like multiple messages that I was receiving through different ways that cannabis like puts holes in your aura or like makes your aura dirty. And I was like, oh my God, like once I heard that I couldn't unhear it. And I was like, okay, let me just try this and let me just experience. And my personal experience is really, yeah, it's, it's just been everything for me. So I'm sure I will continue to smoke in my lifetime here and there, but Mm -hmm. I, I, I think there's a lot of like beauty in just being completely clear and sober. You know what I mean? Totally. And again, kind of like going back to the cycles of life, it's like, maybe it served you as a teenager, like whatever. And now you're in a different phase in your life. And so mm-hmm. it's, you know, now maybe not using is serving you in a different way. Mm-hmm. This is kind of not well unrelated to what we've been talking about, but mm-hmm. I just admire you so much being a mother of three children and being an entrepreneur, being an artist, like you seem to wear so many different hats. And so what has like motherhood and how has like motherhood and being an artist and trying to balance all these different things of you like how do you do it all I'm just always so like how do people have the time (laughs) like it's just I feel like it's part of my natural constitution in Ayurveda I would be what's considered vata and I'm an air sign I'm Gemini I'm just I'm always inspired almost always I'm I'm always thinking of stuff I'm always like what can I create I'm always learning books are one of my favorite things I have this weird thought and like idea that if I literally surround myself with books, like the knowledge will absorb into me just being around them. So silly, but I love to read too, but I don't know. I'm just on this path of like, there's literally so much to learn and so much to experience. We could never even experience even 1% of it. You know what I mean? And I just have this feeling like, I don't want to miss out on any of it. So let me do everything. (laughs) And so, yeah, I love that I get to be a mom and I get to work from home. I feel so blessed and so grateful for that because, you know, honest, it would be so hard for me to like drop my kids off at a daycare that I didn't know anything. And I truly feel for women that have to do that or that they're in a situation. And that's why I'm so powerful about empowerment and empowering women to believe in themselves and to go through the hard stuff and, and keep trusting and, and keep going and reach out for support and be open to receiving that, that support. But I just, I love that I get to do so many different things because it kind of in a weird way gives other permission, like permission to other people that they don't have to choose that they can do it all. They can be it all. They can, you know, be the sensual woman, but also the business woman, you know, yeah. and have to hide who you are there's actually a lot of power in expressing who you are Mm -hmm. and the child like I was doing art that was my first thing that's like my main thing I just love to do art and sell prints and sell actual art pieces and it's just really what keeps me inspired and motivated and all the other stuff is kind of like side stuff like I do coaching and then I do a whole bunch of other things so but I just love that because it just I don't know it's always accessible it's always something new it's always something fresh And I was getting to a point where I was, when my third child was like one years old, I remember being so just stressed. I was wearing him. I was trying to get him to sleep. 
And I was just in this perpetual state of like stress. Like, yes, I have all this amazing stuff I can do. I get to do art from home, but like, damn, bro, like it's a lot of energy. Like <laughs> it's really challenging. Like, should I even keep going? And what I realized in that moment was I can't do this all on my own. I, I had this mindset, like I have to do this on my own or there's like, I get to be like, oh yeah, I do it all like all by myself. Like it was some sort of status thing. Mm -hmm. And I realized that when I call for support and I ask for support, like I got to a point where I was like, I have to find childcare. Like I can't keep doing this. I, I need some time. And I shifted my mindset and I put the, you know, put it out in the universe and somebody who followed me on Instagram became my babysitter. And she has a three-year-old son who she brings over to play with my three-year-old oh. son. And it's like, what a divine, you know, thing, but I had to be open to that first. You know what I mean? And oh. I feel like there's this theme in motherhood and women in general, like, oh yeah, I get to do it all. I'm going to do it all by myself. And, and we're kind of resistant to the help. We're resistant to even learning from other women. You know, we're always in this mindset, like, well, I've done it by myself this whole time. I'll just keep doing it by myself, even if it's a struggle bus. <laughs> it's like, wow, like, look at all the, the ways that my life has opened up since asking and truly receiving that help. Even, you know, it's a few days a week, but still it's something. And just having those mindset mindset shifts, it affects everything in our life, you know? Totally. And I'm, I'm still kind of working on the art of receiving because yeah, I'm in the space where like, I'll want something, but I think it's separate from me or I think it's out there somewhere. And it's really getting like on a conscious level. I know that receiving is knowing it's already there. Like you're already connected to it. It's not outside of you. It's not separate from you and getting in this energy of like, I'm good either way. Like if it comes in my reality, I'm good. If it doesn't, I'm still good. And that's really what I'm working on embodying right now, because, you know, sometimes we can get hyper-focused on goals and, and all this stuff that we want in our life, but bringing it back to appreciation and enjoying the journey, because I was thinking, you know, what would happen if I did get said thing right now, I'd probably feel really overwhelmed. I'd probably feel like, oh my God, I can't do this. This is so much. That's why it happens gradually. That's why we have to do a step-by-step, step, you know? And like, that's such a powerful lesson for me to not need everything right this second, you know? Mm, yeah, that's so beautiful. And I love what you said too, about like asking for support. And because I think it is ingrained in our culture of like, it's a pride thing. And like, you're looked at as like, oh yeah, I, right. Like I do it all when it's like, no, actually the way that people are successful is when they can receive support. They delegate. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's for some reason, that's like a lie that we've been fed. Cause that's something that I'm constantly working through of like, well, I, no, I, I have to do it all on my own and I don't have kids that, you know, but like even just in my day-to-day -day life, but it's like, no, asking for support and seeking help. Like that's how you rise when you mm -hmm. rise together. Yeah. Something that I love sharing with people is creative resources. And so I'm super curious, like what has been inspiring you lately? Do you listen to podcasts or do you have books that you love or what are some creative resources that you would like to share? I love to read books. So right now I'm venturing into the world of like more business-minded and so I want to get into why well, I am in like coaching women. Just I've been in this space of like, I'm passionate about inspiring women. I'm so lit up when I get to and inspire women to really be like everything that they are truly within, you know? Mm -hmm. And so 
I just love learning. Like that's a door I've opened for myself recently is learning from other women. I don't have like specific people yet, but I'm like sifting and sorting through different women. And just for me, like opening that door of being open to receiving other women's knowledge for me is a huge shift. And I've already seen so much expansion. I recently hired somebody to like be kind of like a like a fun energy coach to me. And she did like a, a higher self activation. And I just love learning these different tools that women use, you know? And so, yeah, I'm really kind of in that arena of like learning from other women and paying for their source resources. It's weird. I, I am excited to pay women for their services and, and their healing techniques and their energy work. And because in my life, I want to have women who are excited to pay me for my services. I want to have women that are like, I can't wait to get this, like start this, you know? And so if I want to attract that in my life, I really have to already embody that. I have to be that, you know what I mean? And it's just this natural kind of cycle of energy flow, abundance flow. I value your services. And then since, you know, it's kind of this reciprocal energy. And so I'm always learning. I'm always reading. I don't really have like creative resources for art, really. I kind of let that come through the divine realm in a way. I'm actually kind of like, I don't look at other people's art too often because I don't want it to, to influence my own art too much. Oh, if that yeah. makes sense. That's fascinating. I think a lot of people do that. And I love when people name that, because I think that's important to remember of like keeping your channel clear that like, you don't actually have to consume the art that you create. <laughs> I know it's so sad. Like I want to, it's, it's weird. I want to like kind of unfollow everybody on my Instagram, not personal, not for personal reasons, just because when we're constantly exposed to other people's stuff and can maybe sometimes get in the way of your own expression, you know, but I never want people to take it personal. So I haven't done that yet, but yeah. So that's really interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think I just unfollowed like 500 people on mine because yeah, I found it. I was just like getting my, just my energy field was getting clogged of like everyone else's ideas and some, some habit that I definitely need to break. And I try to break it. But sometimes when I first wake up in the morning, I go on my phone and I, it's such a bad habit because it's like first thing in the morning, I'm already receiving all this information. That's not mine. Ooh. And the mm -hmm. days that I don't do that. And I like force myself to just grab my journal first thing then it's like the rest of the day, I have so many more original thoughts, ideas, like my creativity is flowing way better. But it's just mm -hmm. so interesting that like those little things, you don't realize that like the information overload, like how that clogs yeah. your creative channel. Isn't that interesting how we're navigating this technological world that we live in? And just it's, you know, on a neurological basis, the devices, they, they give us a boost of what dopamine or serotonin, one of the yeah. two. And even if it doesn't always feel good, which is interesting, I don't know, because yeah, social media can be awesome, but at the same time, it can be, it can, it can interfere with your own energetics. And so what I do too, I've been in the same way. Sometimes I'll get on my phone and I'll feel like crap because I see this woman making six figure or eight figures or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, I'm not there yet or whatever. And it's like, no, focus on what you do have focus on your life today, you know, bring it back to now. But one thing I've been doing too, in the same vein as you is I start reading instead, mm. you know, I have different books that I am focused on right now. One of them is coaching, like questions for coaching women. And the other one is like called Shambhala. It's like history of the world. I don't know. So yeah, just having these different sources of information instead of just hopping on our phone right away is super yeah. powerful practice to do. 
Yeah, I like the I like reading because I found like waking up is such a transition. And I, it's funny that we've been talking about the dream world. And this has just been present in my life lately of like, how do we make the transition from sleeping to awake? And mm-hmm like finding something to replace that grabbing for your phone. So I love reading. I like that. I'm going to try to just, cause sometimes it's hard to write first thing when I wake up, um, mm-hmm. but having yeah. like something that I can read, I think I'll try that. And hopefully that transition will go smoother. Yes. Yeah. So lastly, where can people find you? Um, where can they find your art and where can they find everything that you do? My main hub right now until I get my website up is on Instagram. It's Christina with C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A underscore Sutra, S-U-T-R-A. I'm always active on there. I love to share stories on there. That's where I post my art for sale and my services that I'm doing. And I just love connecting with other people on there. I always say women, but like, I love connecting with all people. I'm just maybe hyper-focused on women (laughs) just because I am one. And I just you know, especially like women who are venturing into creativity and finding their own voice, their own gifts, their own, you know, and I feel like there's really this healing work we're doing on a, on a collective level, like a global level of healing the divine feminine Mm -hmm. and collaborating more and being open to each other's wisdom and gifts without the aspect of betrayal that so many women have experienced throughout the ages. I had a past life reading that she said that that was a big, huge thing in my life in past lifetimes is sisters betraying me or, or jealousy was like always a big thing in my life in past lifetimes and how it relates to this lifetime sometimes. But again, everything's purposed and it's all about how you look at it, you know? Mm. And you can use everything for your evolution in a positive way. But having that awareness is really super valuable in shifting our own intentions of what we're doing, what we're cultivating and the kind of relationships we're cultivating. And when we're coming from an authentic place, a pure place, then it seems like the people that you magnetize into your life are also that too. And of course, you're going to have some experiences here and there where things happen, but that's okay. You know? Yeah. Wow. Thank you. You have so much wisdom to share and just your energy and just <sighs> the reminder like that you give us all to just, yeah, it's just like, oh yeah, that's how we live life. That's how we do it. Like, why yeah. do we try to make it so that's complicated? It's like already in here. We already know it. It's totally. a really about getting rid of the programming around how we've been taught that we should behave or that we sh- you know, should do things and just realizing, wow, there truly is so much magic and power in in what you already are, you know, you don't have, like, I'm big on that. Like, you don't have to change who you are. You just become more tapped into who you truly are, you know, yeah. more connected to that. Totally. Well, thank you so much, Christina. You're amazing. Yes. And we'll put your information and all of that in the show notes, but I'm so grateful. So thank you so much. You have beautiful questions and beautiful energy. I'm so grateful to connect. I hope you enjoyed that episode and thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please feel free to share it with a friend and tell them what inspired you. Or if you'd be so kind, you can rate and review the podcast. And when you do, I would love to gift you my free guided writing meditation that will connect you to your creativity, yourself, and your spirituality. Just go on over to my Instagram at Leah Van Doren. That's L-E-Y-A-V-A-N-D-O-R-E-N and send me a screenshot of your review and I will send over the meditation and I would love to hear your thoughts. Stay inspired, stay creative, and keep shining your creative soul.